The Stars are back in action tonight in Anaheim, taking on the Ducks for the second time in as many days, looking to get win number two on this four-game road trip. And on today's show, we will take a look at the Stars organization as a whole, talk about some of the best up-and-coming prospects within the organization, and then, of course, give you a preview of tonight's matchup in Anaheim as the Stars look to get the second win against the Ducks. It's all coming up on a Thursday episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked On podcast network your team every day i'm your host dane lewis your local expert on all things dallas stars hockey credentialed member of the dallas stars media coming to you on this thursday march 31st we do have stars hockey to be watching tonight another late nine o'clock start here in central standard time against the anaheim ducks we will talk about that game in just a bit before we jump into today's episode do want to say thank you for stopping by the show today for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day, whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener. Be sure to hit that subscribe button on YouTube, getting very, very close to 200 subs. Thank you guys for the continued support. You can also follow and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform and leave a rating or review if you like what you hear. But without any further hesitation, let's get into today's episode. And yesterday I alluded to, you know, the the, the fact and the point that you know that the Stars are obviously looking to make the postseason this year and make a lot of noise in the postseason this year. But that even if, you know, things don't necessarily go according to plan, whether they miss out on the playoffs or whether they lose in the first round or, you know, lose in the playoffs at some point in general, that, it, you know, it's not all doom and gloom that, you know, this might be the last hurrah for some guys on the roster like Radulov or uh, even Klingberg and even maybe Tyler Sagan, Jamie Ben. I know they're still under contract for a little bit, but I mean, they're just going to continue to get older. That's just the sad reality that there's still a lot to look forward to with the Stars organization because of a lot of the prospects. And we talked about Jacob Peterson. We've seen the emergence of guys like Thomas Harley, who won't be on this list, but I kind of wanted to just talk about my five favorite prospects within the Stars organization right now. There's a lot of talk about the draft and about prospects just with this time of year. A lot of guys on some of the teams that aren't making the postseason getting call-ups just to get NHL experience you see it a lot of times in baseball as well uh, teams that are not playoff hopeful or already eliminated from the playoffs just trying to get some of their minor league guys some official NHL experience so that way they can get out on the ice next year or you know in the next couple of years and thankfully the stars haven't really had to rely on too many prospects this year as opposed to last season uh, when it felt like half the roster was made of guys that probably should have been at the AHL level just due to injuries and roster shortcomings and you know there's been a little bit of that this season but only two of the guys I'm talking about have actually seen uh real NHL minutes this season and then the other three still playing uh in Canada with their junior club leagues and so you know and you know we've talked about these guys at length on the show but you know just want to kind of dive in and remind you guys that in the midst of all this we do have some great things coming again Thomas Harley will not be mentioned on this list although he has been really good this season all things considered and I know he got some time uh you know earlier before this season in the NHL but just you know so we're clear because he's played enough NHL minutes and kind of a guy that's almost become a staple on the roster that you know he doesn't really 
fit into this spot. But number five on the list for me is Riley Tufty. And I know he hasn't done too much in his 10 NHL appearances. He did score that one goal against the Minnesota Wild in his hometown. Still a really cool moment, at just, you know, especially considering, uh, you know, how his debut went and how his what would have been his first game in Minnesota went, uh, you know, getting a nice little comeback story there. And he, you know, again, hasn't done a whole lot statistically, but I really like what he brings to the table with his size, his speed, his physicality. I mean, he's six six, uh, over 200 pounds very, very easily um, shown to not be afraid of other teams defensemen or their big bodies. He's not afraid to go lay a hit or even to get hit or, you know, some action along the boards. Incredibly good use of his body. And also for being that big, he can also move with a lot of effectiveness. And, you know, that's takes a lot of the credit for how he scored his goal against the Minnesota Wild. And I think this has just been a difficult stretch for him, as I'm sure it has been for sports prospects all over the world, just getting acclimated in a season like this with the injuries at the NHL level, COVID, AHL injuries, you name it. Uh, just getting moved around so much. I mean, he's 23 years old, one of the older prospects on this list. But still, I think he could turn out to be a very productive middle six guy for the Stars. I don't really ever see him developing into a top line guy or, you know, one of the stars of the team. But maybe filling a role similar to like erotic Foxa, um, even though Foxa was drafted a lot higher and, and was supposed to maybe be a little bit of a higher ceiling than, than what I think. Riley Tufty has, but still, I can see him being a consistent contributor on this team that we could see on a checking line. Uh, not always going to put up monster numbers, but is a guy that has a really good frame and knows how to use it. And then, of course, number four, we have Riley Damiani, another guy who has scored a goal and recorded an assist as well and has seen some substantial NHL time. This was a guy that we say all the time was an AHL the rookie of the year for the American Hockey League back in 2021. He has 11 goals, 21 assists, 32 points in the AHL. Of course, we all remember that goal he scored against the Blues in his NHL debut a game. Unfortunately, that the Stars were not able to win, but still an awesome moment. Uh, just an absolutely electric reaction from the crowd. He's another really fast guy, considerably smaller than Riley Tufty, but I could see these two guys potentially sharing a line together. Tufty plays that wing position. Um, Damiani plays more of the center position again, only 22 years old. So around the same age as Riley Tufty, really speedy, a really hard worker. You go back and watch that goal. He scored against St. Louis. And I remember talking about it then and even watching it, you know, today in preparation for recording, just how hard he worked to get into that position, how hard he and the stars worked to keep the puck in the zone. Just really, really impressive stuff. I think he has a bright future ahead of him. Also, you know, just a weird season of call up, sent back down, called up, sent back down. Uh, that just can't be easy to do for any athlete, and especially just at the NHL. Uh, just having to move around so much has to be difficult. I think once both those guys, Tufty and Damiani, get some you know substantial time in the NHL, once they're officially on the roster, and um, they're not really ever going to get moved back down, I think we will finally start to see a little bit more production from both of them, uh, as we've seen whenever they've had a little bit more grounded time at the AHL level. And then coming in at number three, Logan Stankoven, a second round pick in the 2021 draft. This is a guy we've talked about a ton on this show, and we always retweet Logan Stankoven content on social media at Locked on Stars, the Twitter account. 38 goals, 49 assists, 87 points total, and 52 games played for the Kamloops Blazers of the WHL. That is the most points on his team. He is fourth in total points in the WHL, fifth in shorthanded goals with three fourth in game-winning goals with eight. I mean, this guy is an offensive machine. He has an incredibly high motor. He never really ever takes his foot off the brake. He's always in attack mode, has a great, 
great, fantastic shot. His form is just beautiful. One of the better shots to watch from any prospect in hockey right now. I mean, this guy's just an absolute incredible offensive threat, which that's kind of the theme with a lot of the guys on this list really is uh, their offensive ability or at least offensive capabilities. And in Stan Coven's case, it's certainly his scoring and his playmaking ability to get himself in scoring position just the way that he moves when he skates, but also just with this shot. I mean, he shoots better than some guys at the NHL level. It's just absolutely insane. Uh, number two, uh, I was torn between you know this guy and the number one guy, but at number two, I decided to go with Maverick Bork. He was a draft pick in 2020. He has 13 goals, 30 assists, and 43 points total and 21 games played for his team in the QMJHL. Just an unbelievable hockey IQ. I mean, that's something I've noticed watching his tape, but also I know uh, a lot of you know scouts and reporters have made that comment on him as well. His vision just unmatched. I mean, I feel like it's a, a younger version of maybe what we see with guys on the Stars top line now, just with their vision and their ability to move the puck to their teammates. He knows where to put the puck. He knows where to put himself. He, he does a really good job of moving without the puck. You know, you hear that sport that terminology across sports and basketball, moving without the ball or even football, just you know, putting yourself in a the right position to make the right play, even if you're not the one doing the scoring or being the star of the show. Uh, Maverick Bork just does a fantastic job. Whenever he's on the ice, does not take a shift off. Incredibly good at drawing defenders to him and out of passing lanes with head fakes or even you know fake shot attempts, passing moves, pump fakes, if that's even a term you can use in hockey. And the best part about it is he's only 20 years old. Uh, so still developing. He did get some time with the Stars in the preseason to play. Don't know how soon we'll see him at the NHL level, but he is continuing to improve, and he's going to be an incredibly fun guy to watch. Just, again, with his IQ, he's, I think he's going to be able to come in whenever he does and be a young guy, but still kind of have that IQ and vision uh, that can be matched with some of the veterans on the team, which is going to be a really unique combination with whoever he gets paired with on a line in Dallas. And then number one, yeah, you probably knew this was coming once I said Bork and number two, but number one on my list goes to Wyatt Johnston of the Windsor Spitfires. He has 112 points for the Spitfires, which is the best in the OHL by 10. The next guy on the list has 102, 41 goals, second in the OHL, first in the OHL with assist with 71. He's similar to Maverick Bork in a lot of ways when it comes to positioning and his puck play. And he, you know, again, another guy that covers ground with purpose, doesn't really make a move that isn't going to benefit his team or at least put his team in a good position offensively. He shoots the puck smart. He, you know, if he knows that he probably can't get a goal, he's going to aim the shot at the goalie's pads to hope for a ricochet either for himself or for a teammate to get a nice, clean look at the net. But an even better part about him is that he's younger than Maverick Bork. He's doing all this at the age of 18 years old so the cherry on top of a prospect list and there's guys that i didn't even talk about that i think have some good potential as well but i think these five at this point in time certainly have my attention the most and just definitely wanted to to come back and show my work a little bit uh, and talk about the bright future that the stars have but still the stars in the race for the playoffs as of right now looking to make some noise in the postseason and that you know you got to take it one game at a time and that game that we have up next is tonight against the Anaheim Ducks. And after a quick break, we will talk about this matchup and what the Stars need to do to win the second matchup against the Ducks. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. After months of playing, college basketball has determined the top teams for the Final Four and will determine this year's national champion this coming week. 
BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline remains the best spot for all your latest sports developments, including podcasts and reviews for all the leagues this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering, information needs, including live betting, and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline.net, where the game starts. Jumping back into this Thursday episode of Locked on Stars, your host, Dane Lewis here at Dane double underscore Lewis on Twitter. And you can also find our show on Twitter at Locked on Stars. Thank you again for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. And the Stars are back in action tonight, playing in Anaheim for the second time in as many days, looking to get the second win uh, on this four-game West Coast road trip, looking to rinse and repeat from Tuesday night, at least with the result. Maybe not the methods in which they got the result, but if it does have to happen with another comeback, I guess we can take it, despite it maybe not being very good uh, for our long-term health, for those of us watching the Stars play in all of these comeback effort games. And you know, you look at this road trip and every team that the Stars match up with, San Jose, Seattle, and even Anaheim tonight, these are not playoff teams. Seattle certainly out of the race days away, if not already by the time you're hearing this, from being mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. And like we said yesterday, San Jose and Anaheim have both realistically fallen out of the race, even if it's not mathematically there. There's just too many other good teams ahead of them. So, you know, win tonight finally gets them to the halfway point of the road trip. That's four points in the bag. And it seems like it should be another you know, somewhat easy four points uh, against the other oppositions. I mean, of course, playing on the road is always difficult and it is the NHL. So you're going to be playing good talent every single night. But uh, it all really starts here if the Stars want to finish out the road trip well. I mean, it, it, I feel like on paper you say, OK, they've been in Anaheim since Sunday. You know, they should be kind of acclimated to being there. But I, I, my fear is that maybe they've grown too comfortable being in one place for too long that isn't home. I mean, California, uh, Southern California, especially this time of year, can really be a nice place when the weather's in your favor. Not too hot, but still kind of that warm air, but also still kind of some of that nice, crisp breeze. So, you know, I don't actually envision that being an issue for the Stars with the veterans on this team and just, you know, they're used to the the hustle and bustle and the weird travel schedules. But at the same time, knowing the Stars team, I feel like that is something that they could fall victim to. So, need to get this win tonight against the Ducks for playoff positioning, but also just moving forward to then close out this road trip on a high note. And when you look at Dallas all time against the Ducks, they are 30, 25 and six with 69 points whenever they play in Anaheim. Uh, you know, that's not the all time record, but whenever they play in Southern California, the stars do have the advantage by record. And I was kind of looking at players stats against the Ducks, at least on the road all time. And no one really stands out. You look at Joe Pavelski, who only has seven goals, 10 assists, 17 points in total and 33 games played on the road against the Ducks. I mean, not terrible, but I mean, this is a guy that shared a division with them for several years of his career. And, you know, Sagan, Ben, Klingberg, Radulov, a lot of veterans don't necessarily have all time great numbers in Southern California. So, you know, it's, I feel like the theme has typically been maybe some of the secondary scores of the guys that step up, which we somewhat saw last game with Jacob Peterson and Radek Fox getting goals. So if that's what it takes for the stars to get to win, so be it. And I think that's going to be a good confidence boost for some of those players like Fox. Uh, uh, Jacob Peterson, I feel like doesn't really have a confidence issue with how he's played, but if he wants to catch fire right as the playoffs are approaching, that is fine by 
me. And also Jason Robertson, a guy who got an assist in this first matchup. He is playing, you know, at home in Southern California. He's a, a SoCal kid. Uh, you know, he obviously had his homecoming, if you will, back in December when they played the Kings. But now he played the game on Tuesday and a lot of his family was there. And I imagine that will be the same uh, in this game as well. I mean, they only get to see him so many times being in that region of the country. So I'm excited for him. And I, I'm sure he's going to be fired up to continue to build off his performance from Tuesday. And Rope Hints is absolutely on fire right now as we talk about pretty much every show. Uh, and, you know, I've just mentioned everyone on the top line and I think that they are due for a big game, and I heard it said on the broadcast on Tuesday that the Ducks' demon could not hang with the Stars' top line. And by the end of the game, I think they were just absolutely worn out, whether it was Kevin Shattenkirk, Jamie Drysdale, Cam Fowler, you name it. These demon, just by the end of the game, especially in the third period, could not hang with the Stars' top line. They were absolutely gassed and just could not keep up. And I think that that's something that I hope the Stars' coaching staff took note of and that they will look to exploit in this matchup even early on, but especially at the end of the game. I mean, obviously, Rope Hintz is the one that scored that game-tying goal, and I think a lot of it due to the fact that the defense was just a step behind wherever he was. And so you got to take advantage of that, and especially in, you know, in terms of outplaying the best players on the Stucks lineup. You look at their top line of Troy Terry, Derek Grant, and Trevor Zegras. I mean, they had a pretty big game themselves, all of them, but Zegras recording a goal. But Zegras, I believe, assisted on both Terry and Grant's goals. So certainly need to look to shut them down. Obviously, having Miro Haskinen back in the lineup will help contribute to that, and he should be a little bit better than he was the last game as he is now continuing to condition and get back to 100% healthy in game shape. And I imagine we'll see John Gibson in the net for the Ducks again. He did play well, just had a little bit of collapse at the end of the game, but I think that that's just going to be the Ducks' go-to guy from here on out for the rest of the season, and hopefully... You know, the, the, if he does play, the Stars are able to crack his armor a little bit earlier on and with a little bit more consistency. Well, we're going to take another quick break, but when we come back, I'll give you my predictions and final thoughts going into this matchup. It is prediction time on today's episode of Locked on Stars, your first listen of the day. And this is matchup number two of three between the Stars and Ducks this season. After this one, the Stars and Ducks won't meet again until the very last game of the season, at least for the Dallas Stars. I'm not sure if Anaheim has another game on their schedule, but at home in Dallas, uh, they won't play again until that moment that will be in mid to late April. But as we said in the previous segment, the Stars top line, I think, is due for a big game. We haven't seen the Minutemen strike in quite some time, but hopefully it will happen this game. I think that's going to be a huge key for this matchup is the Stars' ability to score first, but also just to score fast. Uh, it took them a little bit of time to get on the board in the first period on Tuesday with Roddick Fox's goal, but I would love to see them come out with a huge sense of urgency and really just catch the Ducks off guard as opposed to what they did on Tuesday. And I think, you know, having, again, Miro Haskinen back on the ice, should, he should be more in shape. If he's out there, I think he can help spark and move the offense a little bit on the blue line. But even if he can, I think his defensive efforts will help shut down the Ducks in the early stages of the game. And Obviously, this Anaheim Ducks team, I mean, it's easier said than done to beat them. They are now riding a 10-game losing streak, and they will certainly be looking to break that. I mean, they are kind of in this weird tanking zone, I guess, to try to maybe get a better pick. But at the same time, you don't want to be embarrassed. But if I were them, uh, you know, if, if anyone in the Ducks organization is listening, although I doubt it, you guys have Arizona tomorrow night. Uh, you know, wait wait till then to, to break the, win, the losing streak. You know, extend it to 11 games. No harm, no foul. Let the Stars get their two points. You know, Jason Hernandez and I were talking about it the other day. Locked on Ducks. Uh, you know, that 
if the Stars can knock out their divisional opponents out of the playoffs, that they'll be happy seeing Vegas or Vancouver get bumped from the playoffs. So that's what I say. That would be the ideal situation. But we'll see. I imagine they're going to come out pretty fiery, looking to end the losing streak in front of their hometown fans, the the few, the proud, the faithful Ducks fans that are going to games at this point in the season when they're out of the playoff contention race, losing 10 games in a row. Uh, I imagine the crowd will be pretty hungry for a win as well. And I'm curious to see who goes in net for the Stars. I imagine it will be Jake Ottinger. There's part of me that wants to see Wedgwood, but also at this point in the year, you want to get Ottinger as many reps as possible going into the, the postseason. Uh, you know, if the Stars are going to be there, I want Ottinger to be as prepared as possible, but also you don't want to let Wedgwood just sit and collect dust on the bench. I imagine we'll see him at least once this road trip, maybe in the back-to-backs with San Jose in Seattle. Not entirely sure, but I'm confident with whoever bonus decides to put in the crease. And, you know, the Stars I pulled so much momentum from the Ducks on Tuesday. I feel like they had momentum going into the third period, but then the Stars just sucked the wind out of their sails. Hopefully the Stars will continue to carry that momentum into this game, score fast, score early, score with urgency, and continue to dominate. If they can get a dominating win this game, a two to three goal win, I think that's going to bode well for them for the rest of this road trip. And then going into the month of April, down the final stretch of the season, going to be absolutely insane to see how things shape out for the rest of the year for Dallas. But it all starts tonight. Got to take it one game at a time. And I predict a Stars win by a score of four to one. And I think Jason Robertson scores first. Put on a little bit of a show for his family would absolutely love to see that, but that's going to do it for today's episode of locked on stars. Thank you again for making locked on stars. Your first listen of the day. Be sure to hit that subscribe button or the follow button on your favorite podcasting platform. Subscribe on YouTube, leave a comment rating or review. If you like what you hear, be sure to tune into tomorrow's episode as we'll be breaking down this game in its entirety and looking ahead to the games over the weekend. Well, we'll see you there, Stars fans. Enjoy the game tonight. Hopefully you're able to get some rest despite the late start time, but we will see you back here tomorrow.